to enjoy your safe tour of opposite attractions, please remain seated with your hands, arms, feet, and legs inside your tour tram. Keep a watchful eye on your children and, um, oh, oh yes, please don't let your imaginations run wild. gentlemen to opposite attractions the experimental prototype podcast of tomorrow brought to you by baby bell cheese the brand new official snack cheese of opposite attractions uh joining me as always is the baby bell master himself it is jim murphy yes i do i do appreciate that cheese actually <laughs> i like its wheel shape that good and, wheel and waxy shaped and waxy cheese. figure I just love, so I guess we can break, breaking news, breaking news, ladies and gentlemen, Disney has, has, you know, Disney has officially taken a stand in the Great Cheese War of 2017 by announcing that it supports the candidacy of Baby Bell for the official snack cheese of Disney World. I think it's actually just mini Baby Bell, like Baby Bell is still out there. Wait, what? Like, Big so, Baby Bell is still out there. Like Universal's going to come in and steal them up and say, "No Baby Bell east of the Mississippi." Yeah. You can have it in Disneyland. Exactly. They're just like it's a tiny Baby Bell that looks like Iron Man and they're they, like, "This is ours. You're not can, allowed to have it, but you can't have the mini Baby Bells, they, I guess." They can they can have they can have the Guardians of the Galaxy, but not Baby Bell's Guardians of the Galaxy. Exactly. That's just, that's actually a rule, apparently. They're not allowed to refer to them as Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, but they can use them if they don't say the word Marvel's in front of them. Oh, it's like in, uh, it's at Disney Springs, there's the superhero headquarters. Yeah. That they're just like, it's not Marvel's. I think they finally got permission to call it Marvel Superhero Headquarters, but my favorite was when I was doing Traditions for New Springs. The guy was just like, in this building, uh, well, you know, it takes too long to say Superhero Headquarters, so we just abbreviated it to shh. So as we walked by, it was just this group of well-dressed people all going shh, 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 And he goes, well, now it's Marvel Superhero Headquarters, so now it's got to be mmm, I don't know if I had anything fun like that. Um, I remember when I worked there. I don't I, know if there was. I remember the most fun one, and I don't know if I've discussed it on this show. I think I've discussed it on one of my other podcasts before. But um, during my traditions, we were walking by. Shit, what building is it? It's the it's the building at Disney Springs that has the giant pineapple in the back. It is Bongo's Cuban Cafe. Yeah, it's in the back of Bongo's, and we're passing by it, and I see this giant pineapple, and I go, oh, who lives in a pineapple under the sea? And the guy looks at me like I just shot his dog. He's just like, no, 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 that's not ours. You can't say that. And I was just like, I was talking about absorbent Carl rectangular trousers. He's like, good. Which is weird, given that if you go on 535 to get into Disney World, you had to, up until a few years ago, pass by the Nicktoons Hotel oh, that had shit. giant pictures of all the characters on the side of it and was bright orange. Oh, one of my ex-girlfriends had a very strange, like... Now I, I think it's like a Clarion or a Marriott or something, and 
Like, yeah. they just painted everything blue. Yeah, she was, one of my ex-girlfriends had a very strange want in life, and she was like, I desperately want to stay at the Nicktoons Hotel. And I go, why? She goes, read the reviews. And the reviews on the <laughs> Nicktoons Hotel are worse than the reviews of sugar-free Haribo gummies. It's just like... <laughs> It's just like, we walked into our room and we found a living lobster with a knife taped to his claw sitting there. <laughs> and a note that said, just back away. And I'm like, why do you want to go there? And she's like, because that's going to be an experience. Worse than staying in the haunted mansion. This isn't a thousand happy haunts. This is a thousand horrifying piles of shit in the bathroom. That is hilarious. Yeah. Uh, and I'm sad that that hotel is no longer around. Yeah. Sort of. Yeah. Kind Although, of. what's weird is I, I kept seeing a building. Like, we when I was driving down Buena Vista Drive, like, when we'd go to the parks and stuff, when I was on vacation, I kept seeing this big blue fuck-off building. And I'm like, what the fuck is that building? I've never noticed that building before. And then I found out today that it was the Rock and Roller Coaster building, and they painted it blue so that it would, like, blend in with Toy Story Land. Oh, wow, really? But I had no idea that's what that building was. It just stared. I'm like, what the fuck? It's like, there's Tower Terror, and then there's this giant blue fuck building. What is that? Yeah, and I'm exactly. trying to like look at Google Maps, and I'm like, I don't even see this building on here. <laughs> I have no idea what this building is. But, uh, yeah, I, I've had a few of those moments where like I was driving. This was when I did my uh, actual Disney World, not Disney Springs editions. This is a whole lot of behind the scenes this episode. <laughs> Um, but I remember driving backstage and just like, it feels weird to be in your own car as you pass by Spaceship, or not Spaceship Earth, as you pass by Space Mountain. Because I just look to the left and I'm like, what is going on right now? I shouldn't be this close to this entire park. Well, if you go the back way, if you go up, like, um, up 536 or whatever, mm -hmm. and then you cut over, there's, like, a country road you go back down, and you end up back where, like, the Disney Institute and stuff is, but there's literally just, you turn off a road, and then suddenly you're in, like, the back, like, Magic Kingdom cast parking lot. Yeah, exactly. And there's just, like, a little booth there, and, like, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, how close could you get if you just drove up and were like, I think I'm lost. Right? <laughs> like, no, no, I still have my, like, I, you I can't see anything from back there, but there's, like, shit tons of big buildings and, like, it's just... I mean, I only worked at Disney World for a day, uh, but I do still have my official Disney World badge. I may just show up one day backstage and then just be like, guys, I have my badge. It's okay. Let me in. It's all right. <laughs> it's on par with me still having my green ID from where I worked at T-Rex and being like, I can probably still get discounts. I know it's been five months. <laughs> Five years, but it's okay. Although my favorite was still when I told you that you sent your original like ID, which is this old two thousand and one piece of shit, it's and I'm 2002. like it's from two thousand two. Yeah. And, and I was apparently like, every every time they changed colors, so like they had different like I think mine has red on it or something, and yeah. I think when they did it the next time it was like blue and then it was yellow and then green and they just kept rotating around. Yeah. Because I, mean, I saw other people's. Yeah, and I was just sitting there like, nah, dog, you can probably still get a discount with that. You'll be fine. I know. <coughs> Damn it. I know that the first day, like, I got my, my, my technical college program internship started on a Monday. Yeah. And on that Saturday and Sunday, both days, I went into the parks 
and just messed around. And I know that when I went into Epcot on that Saturday, when I drove up to the gate Mm -hmm. um, and like I had to pay the parking fee, I told the person like she's like she's like, that'll be, you know, twelve dollars or whatever the fuck it was back then. And I was like, um, I was like, I'm so excited. Like, I'm going to be a cast member like two days. And she's like, I'll just go ahead. Get in there. Sweet. Uh, So, ladies and gentlemen, this show is not about us just bullshitting about when we worked for Disney World. The better times, I guess we could call them. The one day? The one day that you were... (laughs) The one day I worked for Disney World until I went, I'm going to go dick around with some dinosaurs. Um, this is a show where, of course, we are creating our own theme park, which we have dubbed Apex, the peak of themed entertainment, and, of course, the big idea behind Apex is it is superheroes, supervillains, uh, but it is, like, almost Halloween Horror Nights-esque in how immersive it is, I guess? Yeah, I'm about to ruin that. I'm sorry. Oh, no, Jim, why? I'm kiboshing it all. Um, but, well, I guess our original plan was you get to go in, you get to pick if you're a hero. I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not ruining that part, I'm ruining some other things. Okay. Well, yeah, you get to go in, pick if you're a hero or a villain, there are villain rides, hero-themed rides, and then rides where heroes and villains can actually go in at different, uh, in different entrances and then fight each other. Um, and every week we have a little challenge of something we need to add to the park. Jim usually has normal ones, like, let's do a water ride or a nighttime show. And I do fucked up shit where I'm like, let's put a dead person in the ride. And, um, this week we had the theme of a gift shop ride. So not what our gift shop actually is. Although I guess you could incorporate, mine incorporates an actual gift shop. but Mine sort of does as well. Mine is more of a ride... It was a very vague description. So, uh, I guess, Jim, you could take it away with yours. Well, I, I just want to point out that last episode, you uh, we accidentally created someone whose name was, I think, Craig Apex. Oh, yeah. The Vincent Kennedy McMahon of uh, Apex, Craig Apex. So, I, I spent the week trying to figure out how I can use this to my advantage. Uh, what I came up with is basically... The big thing I had with theme parks and like like Pandora and things where it's like, oh, it's really immersive. And it's like, yeah, but you still got to go stand in a queue. And then someone tells you, asks you how many people are in your party. Yeah. And then you have to stand on a dot with a number on it. So my idea was basically to, instead of trying to make the theme park immersive as a separate thing, just having it be that. The theme park is what Craig Apex created. Oh, okay. as as a theme park, and basically, so my idea was that his name uh, was not Craig Apex; it was a uh, uh, Craig Peck. I was gonna say Greg Apex, but then it'd be Gregory Peck, and that's kind of weird. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and actually, he uh, the uh, the hero of Apex was a real thing, and he changed his name. Uh, to uh, Craig Apex kind of in support of him and also to start like a weird kind of booster gold business relationship thing. Yeah. Like, using, like he was like an entrepreneur and he's like, me and you kid, we can sell things. And so like they started this idea of like a theme park where kids can like go in and be a hero. And I guess out of that came like, oh, well, I guess we should put villains in there too. So my idea is That's actually the weirdest that, assumption to come well, to for the two. It's just I'm like just also saying, we should put in all the bad guys. Well, I my idea is that 
like we created all these heroes and all these villains like all of them aren't really real oh okay like apex is a real like in the in the storyline of the theme park like apex would be real and like yeah there might be a guy named like titan that's a that's a villain but he's nothing like the titan that's in this thing and like i guess they do like there's some weird like parody law thing that he can say like oh no it's not really you yeah don't kill me uh or whatever but except hyperion hyperion is actually the real person like apex uh, he's just that much of a doofus and a butt monkey that he that that's where he actually works no, is I, at the theme park. I like the idea that all other villains get sent to like an Arkham Asylum type thing, but with uh, Hyperion, they were just like, no, let's keep him here. Let's just like, put him around. I feel like his his figure in the attraction is fake is like an animatronic but when you actually like if they do a meet and greet like it's supposed to actually be him and like when he shows up in the nighttime show like it's actually him yeah and maybe you see him other times like and he's like sweeping the floor or something (laughs) but i had this idea for when you walk into the park so like at uh like at disney world or uh, hollywood studios when they's like you walk in there's like one side is usually like guest relations and uh such and the other side's like stroller rental or what and like lockers yeah so it would kind of be like that one side would be guest relations stroller rental lockers all that crap the other side would basically be this building that craig apex built as like your introduction to the rest of the park okay so you go in and it's basically the uh the happy world land monorail from tiny toon adventures how i spent my summer vacation Oh, okay. Um, so it's like right near the entrance, except it's not a monorail, but you go in and the idea is you're supposed to like see what's what things you can do in the park. And so you get in this little car and you drive through this building and it's basically a very poorly done dark ride through like bad sets that's like, here's some of the rides you can experience. And like it shows you like really bad, like two dimensional pictures or it's like really poorly done yeah, animatronics and stuff of like all the various rides we've created. Okay. And also all the uh, merchandise you could purchase that has the stuff in it. So like you're driving through, so it's like riding through, and all of a sudden it's like, well, here's uh, Maniac Mansion, and then there's like a T-shirt hanging next to it. <laughs> okay. Or there's like, or like one of the characters is wearing a Maniac Mansion hat. But basically, the end, uh, like the first half, is that. So it's like you can try all this stuff, and it's like. And it kind of shows you where it is in relation to like, like on a map will be there and you can say like, oh, this is here. I want to go over here and I want to ride this and like whatever. And then at the end, it's, it's all, this is all trackless. At the end, you end up going through a gift shop, a trackless, like it's like everything splits up and you're driving through like shelves and around like stacks of t-shirts and crap. Okay. So it, so it turns into a very big cash grab, like immediately. And you kind of realize that, like, maybe Apex and Craig Apex don't really get along as much anymore because he's turning it into such a blatant, like, merchandising opportunity. And Apex doesn't like that, but he can't really do anything about it because of, like, contracts and stuff. Right. So there's there's a little bit of that in there, too. But it basically tur- it basically starts out as, here's a tour of my park, and it turns into buy my stuff. Okay. 
very now, quickly. Now, here's my question. Can you reach out of your cart and actually, like, grab no, the shirts to buy? No, the, the best, the, 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 the worst slash best part of it is you get off the ride at the end and you walk down a ramp and you turn a corner and you're literally in the exact same room. <laughs> but it's now able for it, it is literally like a mirror image of whatever you just drove through on your trackless carts but now you can actually shop in it okay now i, I like i like that idea but i is it just like a simple narration and shittily done or is it like supposed to be craig apex and apex there like guiding you through it because i like the idea that as the ride goes on apex starts getting more aggravated and yeah, you can hear they could it be, there could be a, a voiceover narration of them to both talking about the things that they're trying to accomplish with the park and it starts out very like we want you to be a hero or whatever and then it slowly turns into i want you to spend your money yeah well i mean that could be the difference is uh apex could just be like i created this park in order to raise the heroes of tomorrow and then craig's just like that's all good and fine as well but also look at the brand new juicy peaches shirt the juice is loose um, I, and I love the idea that, uh, by the end of it, Apex just feels defeated by the concept, and he's just like, pick up the official The Juices shirt. Only available here at Apex. Have a good one. I think one. one of the last things you go by before you get off the ride is, like, a checkout, like, re like a register, and Apex is working the register with a name tag that says Apex on it. <laughs> You've just turned our like the main hero of our part into the saddest. But it's not. It's not actually him. It's it's actually like an animatronic, and and like literally his voiceover is like that's not me or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like he's all mad about it. He's just like, why did you do this to me? I was supposed to be a hero. So so that's that. The idea is basically he puts the villains in to make extra money because he knows that not everybody wants to be a hero. Okay. No, I like the idea that uh, since it, that that's probably what you would ride near the beginning of the day, because that's like that's your introduction to the park. I like the idea that that kind of shows the anger brewing between Apex and Craig Apex, and then during our uh, nighttime spectacular we created last week, at some point Apex just goes batshit and attacks Craig Apex. <laughs> It it also really puts in the fact that it is a theme park, and that way everything you go into is is like obviously meant to be a theme park ride, just themed to certain things. And that way you're not really losing the the theming of like, oh yes, I'm going into a haunted house, but I have to walk through all these gates and yeah, tell people how many people I have with me or whatever. It's a very meta concept you've come it up is. with in an already meta theme park. <laughs> Well, uh, I, that's the thing about, like, that's the thing that bothered me about Pandora and was probably going to bother me about Star Wars Galaxy's Edge is I'm, and would, would probably bother me about Harry Potter and stuff. It's like, yeah, it's magic, but I can't, like, really go in that castle and run around. Like, it's a freaking, it's, it's, it's like 120 feet tall, but it's only like 30 feet deep and there's, and there's a giant warehouse behind it with the ride in it. I mean, to be fair, Harry Potter is pretty, because, like, for Harry Potter, the queue is literally you go through Hogwarts. So it's not like you are stuck in a normal line. It is you are walking through and you see, like, the characters projected onto the wall saying shit. So I, I think Harry Potter did a better job. And I think, I think the problem you had mostly with Pandora was the fact that there were people there just, like, 
All right, how many of your party do this? Whereas, I think just a simple change in dialogue is all it takes, where it could be like, uh, I mean, like at T-Rex, when I worked there, even though you did not have to at T-Rex, because, I mean, T-Rex is like Rainforest Cafe. You did not have to make it an experience. But people did. They were just like, how many adventurers in your party? Uh, come see all of our paleo guides over at the uh, over in the paleo section. Like, it was very themed, and I think that's the thing. That's something we could work on is, like, I don't know, using the dialogue to help theme people along. That way you I, keep I did, it immersive. I did point out to you, I do find it hilarious that somewhere in a Disney vault, there is a piece of paper and it says, this is what I want the the uh, queue line, like, the, the handrails for, like, the living seas with Nemo and friends to look like. Because those fucking things are every goddamn where. Yeah. That is the longest line of that is not necessary i've ever been in mm -hmm. except for right after it opened that line was very necessary because i like we got in line and we were like back in the beach section right okay well okay now going on to my idea mine is very similar to yours in that um i i took the gift shop idea a little bit differently so it is not a ride that involves a gift shop but it is sandwiched between gift shops so <laughs> and so it, it once it's like yours it is one of your introductions to the park and you go in and you go and do basically a real shitty cash grab basically the gift shop at the end of your ride would be at the beginning <laughs> of mine so it's like normal t-shirts and boring stuff like that, like there's keychains with the Apex logo, and you're like, this is kind of boring. You'd think they'd have cooler stuff. I mean, I saw the people walking around outside with the cooler stuff, at which point you see a ride in the back, and it is it is almost like it's almost like the ride system in um, Space Mountain, where it is one person in a seat, you don't have anybody next to you, except it is trackless. And it is literally one person per car. So you <laughs> you now go through, you shoot into inside, and you have... Um, it, I, I was contemplating adding Craig Apex, but I decided against it. And you have Apex there, and he's just like, Welcome to Apex! I'm here to teach you what it means to be a hero. And I'm going to welcome you into our world as a fantastic hero. And you go through, and you go through uh, him kind of explaining the history of Apex. He explains the history of the rocket ship and stuff like that. And, um, oh yeah, by the way, when it starts off, you have this huge, like, spa or, uh, Space Mountain-esque climb as if you're going into space. And then a short, like, Pirates of the Caribbean kind of drop. Like, not enough to scare Grandma, but, you know, enough to get something going. And so that was your implied going up to space and coming back to Earth. And so Apex is like, well, now let's see what ha what powers you get. And as you go through, you take, like, a quiz almost, like a very quick quiz. And based on that... Like Spaceship Earth? <laughs> exactly. And so based on that, the ride gives you a superpower, like flame flamethrowers or something like that. And so now you have your superpower. And this came from the fact that... Uh, I was over at my girlfriend's house the other day, and I've never seen Harry Potter, but I love the Harry Potter world with all, like, with everything, and uh, I firmly represent my house Slytherin like a motherfucker. Um, and so she goes, "Wait, you 
didn't get sorted at Harry Potter World? And I'm like, no, I just took the quiz. Also, I know myself, so therefore I'm clearly <laughs> a Slytherin. And then she goes, well, is there not a place at Harry Potter World to get sorted? And I'm like, no, that's ridiculous. And she just goes, you're not a seven, a 12-year-old. Yeah, exactly. Um, I-, I had that moment where I'm just like, no, because could you imagine putting the sorting hat on? And, oh god and having that thing hunch and grind on your cranium for a few minutes and then the whole day all you've wanted is to be a gryffindor and it's like you're a ravenclaw and you're like fuck this vacation's ruined <laughs> but i did like the idea of the sorting system in a way to where it would give you a superpower but then i was like well we probably need to include like a tiny quiz that way we could be like, well, you seem hot-headed, so we'll give you fire, fire bending. I'm turning it into Avatar The Last Airbender now. Um, so you get your power, and then all of a sudden the ride gets taken over by uh, Titan. And Titan is essentially, uh, he's attempting to form his own Sinister Six. And he's trying to bring you in as, like, one of his main villains. And he's just like, no, you must join me. And you go through, like, basically... Basically, the Apex section is him telling you all about the amazing things that happen in the hero section of the park. When you go through the Titan section, he's telling you about all the villainous sections. So he's like, there are all of these amazing rides. There's this psychopath we trapped into a haunted mansion. It's pretty dope. Titan could actually be Vince McMahon because of the whole Titan Towers thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> also, Keanu Reeves is there. We're not sure why. <laughs> Uh, and then eventually it gets point where you come into this big black theater and there are two faces. One is Apex's face and he makes his final argument for why you should be a hero. And then Titan's face and his final argument for why you should be a villain. And then you just, it, on the screen in front of you, it's it literally asks you, are you a hero or are you a villain? You make your choice. And this is why the ride is trackless, because you then shoot around like Ratatouille, and then you shoot underneath either Titan's or Apex's face, and you come out into the most badass gift shop of all time. Whereas the other one was more of a general, normal gift shop, this is like the literal superhero headquarters. You get to go in, you get to pick out like... Your we- if you want a weapon, you can get a weapon. If you want like uh, a part of your costume, like a mask or a cape, you can get stuff like that. And you literally get to build your costume and build your persona in that room. So basically the ride is telling you like, this is your power. This is what you're into. Now are you a hero or a villain? And then it throws you into... Now, um, because I realized this ride might actually separate families, it is all just one gift shop. So you don't have to worry about coming out later and then having to run around and find your parents you're just like on the villain section of the gift shop or on the hero section and then you can meet in the middle um but yeah you get to we lost billy he's a villain no (laughs) billy's dead to us we will you see him him, kill him (laughs) billy is horrible wasn't that the name of syndrome was billy yes okay so now mr incredible and syndrome have now shown up um, so yeah, you get to build your own costume. You get off the ride and just go, where is my super suit? Where is my super suit? God, there's going to be a shit ton of that, don't you think? Especially <laughs> at the Orlando Apex. I'm like, damn it, guys, we get it. Haha, ha, very funny. 
Um, and then also I think like fig, how at the end of figment, you get to design figment of your imagination, except it's kind of a garbage system. Updated it since 2002, I think, uh, you get to kind of make your own official superhero. I don't know. I, I guess we could have like a post civil war thing where all superheroes have to register with the U S U S government. So you get to have your own like piece of paper registering with the U S government as an official superhero or you could have a uh or you could have a paper aligning yourself with uh Titan and his own sinister six. So, yeah, that's that's my idea for the gift shop. You combined right? you combined uh Ratatouille, Spaceship Earth, Pirates, um Space Mountain. And Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique somehow. Yeah, and Space Mountain. And Pirates League. <laughs> exactly. That's called talent. I like the thing is, would every single person that came in have to ride it? I don't or, think like, they would have to. Like, could you just go into the end and grab your stuff? Could you walk into like basically the exit and buy your stuff and then go back out? Well, I mean, yeah, if you're a sourpuss about the. Well, whole I know, but I'm saying that's that is a thing that can be done because otherwise, that's a hell of a fucking long line at 9 a.m. every day. Yeah, I, I think you can go back <laughs> in whenever you want. So if it's just like, Dad, Dad, I want this gauntlet. Wait till the end, son. Wait till the yeah. end of the day. You don't know what you're going to want to buy later. And so at the end of the day, you go back and get your gauntlet. But there is an advantage to getting it early. Because I still like the idea that your weaponry helps you throughout rides. So like the rides where you have to fight villains or the heroes and villains have to fight each other. Like if you had a specific gauntlet, like a fire gauntlet, instead of uh, you, like every moment, like there would be certain moments in the ride. It'd be like... This is about to get real nerdy, but in Mega Man X for the Super Nintendo, <laughs> uh, you would get certain weapons, like, as you defeated certain bosses. So when you defeated the fire boss, you got, like, a fire weapon. And depending on what order you played the level in, you could go back and use the fire weapon on certain things, and it would affect the game differently. Yeah. So you could still play the game like normal, or you could use, like, these small Easter egg-esque things to fight. So I like the idea that like, oh wait, you're an ice villain? You need to go ride this ride because there's a certain segment just for ice villains where you can freeze someone. So it makes you feel special because your power lets you do things within yeah, the ride. I, I like I like your version of this attraction better than mine. Oh, you I don't think. like the shitty What was the ride you sent me on Facebook that one day where it was literally just going back and forth in an S motion? <laughs> That was called Terminus. That's what that was called. It was horrible. Yeah, that was that, horrible. That's kind of what yours was. Was like Terminus, but with a theme. Uh, was with a uh, with a gift shop in the middle of it. Uh, so yeah, I, I think. Well, no, I like the idea of it leading into a cash grab. Oh yeah, that. Well, I mean, even like it, not, but it, it makes, but it fits the theme of the thing of. You know, there's heroes on one side, there's villains on the other side, and how do you... And, like, yeah, you don't have to ride the ride and go through the thing. Like, you can just walk in to the end. You could even do a thing, like, at the end of Test Track, when you walk down this, the ramp, they actually have a thing where you can, like, make your own... They have, like, a... I don't know, I don't think it's timed, but you can make cars at the end. Like, a practice. There's, like, a practice thing. So you could, I guess, technically walk in, and there could be a little, like, touchscreen 
thing of like, I didn't want to ride the ride, but I can still do the quiz and figure out what kind of hero I am or whatever. That's a good idea. I really like that idea. And then choose, are you a hero or a villain? And you can go from that. It prints out a shopping list for you. Like, here, buy this stuff. Yeah. It comes out to $99.95. Well, I mean. Tax not included. I, I think it's just a suggestion. So if you get ice and you're like, I want fire powers. It's like, okay, Billy, here, buy the fire gauntlet. It's okay. So it's just a suggestion, but it is literally being like, this is what our scientists have determined. Pat Benatar takes the quiz and the machine breaks. (laughs) All right. So I I think good episode. We've figured things out. Um, At least we figured out how to sort everybody into heroes or villains rather than just telling them. That could literally be that. That store could literally be like the Emporium of Apex. Like it could be a very large Oh, 100%. I definitely was seeing it as you walk in and you almost see this Main Street-ass thing, but you walk in the first door and you're like... Yeah, if you think about it, like, the first, the front, like, if it took up the whole, like, imagine if it was, like, Main Street and it was, like, the whole left side of the street, you go in the front and that's, like, the crappy stuff, the crappy souvenirs, and then, like behind that building is another building and that's where the ride is and you do the ride and then when you get off you're in the back half of the building or like yeah you can just walk into the back half or you can take the ride and figure out your stuff and then you have a ride in there yeah see they should have an emporium ride like you go through um the the movie that that's from and i wish i could remember oh yeah I, I like the idea, though, that it's going to be a little bit hard for people to find it, because all I can think of is Los Tres Caballeros, where you're just sitting in the middle of Mexico like, ah, oh, that was a nice margarita I just had. What the fuck is that, Donald Duck? Why is there a volcano here? Yeah, I was thinking of Summer Magic. That's where Osh Popham is from. Yeah. The, the person that supposedly runs the Emporium on Main Street, USA. All right. So, so if they put a Summer Magic ride in the back of the Emporium. All right, so we we have done it. We've figured out, I guess this is not just a gift shop ride. This is kind of, in a way, a flagship ride, almost. It's very important that you go with it. Yeah, at least at least you have to go in the store, and who doesn't go into a theme park and not go into a store? Exactly. Uh, so that's it. Jim, do you have a challenge for Does, next Do you have week? a name? Is there a name for this attraction that you have? Um, Choose your side. No, I don't know. Okay, I think for next time, what we should do is, I know that this episode, I know that our next episode isn't going to like come out until like the first week of November, Yeah, but I think we should do our, I mean, we did Spooky Rides like a couple episodes back. I think we should do like our, our Halloween special event. Ooh, spooky. You know, like the, the like Halloween. Universal, Universal has Halloween Horror Nights. Disney has Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party, where they close the park down. Yeah, like I don't, I don't see our park being uh, a, a, uh, a, you know, packed full of people twenty four hours a day. Yeah, three hundred and sixty five days a year. So around Halloween, what would we do to bring people in as like a limited time? limited ticketed event okay so this is our spooky time attraction and i guess i guess it's we we're both gonna have to make decisions on whether apex is more disney world or where it's just a fun happy mickey mouse kind of scary or if if it's gonna be halloween horror nights where we're just like we stab a customer as they walk in 
If you want, one of us can go one way and one of us can go the other way. No, it's okay. I just wanted to be a surprise. <laughs> okay. So, uh, so Jim Murphy, where can they find you? Uh, I am sometimes on Twitter at apparently smart and very little else place. Sadly. Yeah. And I need to I need to work on my social media brand more. Yeah, exactly. Uh, is is horrible premise still happening or? Uh, I haven't recorded in a while. Sadly, it's off go of things. I've been busy. Well, just let hopefully let... hopefully it'll come back soon. But you can you can listen to all uh, forty eight or so of our old episodes uh, through uh, iTunes, uh, a horrible premise on iTunes or uh, at a horrible dot com. Just let me know when whenever you want to record, and if I'm not off watching harry potter uh with my girlfriend i've only ever i've only ever seen the first one i saw the first one and it made my eyes bleed but i'm hoping the rest of them are gonna be good uh and of course you can find me on twitter at scotty mo that's s-c-o-t-t-y-e-m-o you can buy my book on amazon it's called queasel corp a tale of dicks and douchebags that's spelled q-u-e-z-a-l-c-o-r-p make sure to check out the queasel corp podcast and all the I thought you were going to spell dicks and douchebags. <laughs> we don't have that much time. <laughs> D I C you real soon. K S A no. Uh and of course you can check out the Queasel Corp podcast and all the other amazing BS network programs like this one on a load of pure BS dot com. You, uh, if you guys are listening on uh, on Stitcher or on iTunes, make sure to rate and subscribe. If you're watching us on YouTube, our brand new, oh, make sure to like, comment, subscribe, tell us what you would have done uh, for this week's theme in the comments below. Just feed us some ideas if you guys would like. And uh, of course, ladies and gentlemen, we can be found online at opposite-attractions.com. And if you like hearing what we gotta say, you can find both of us on Twitter at op at show. That is O P P A T T S H O W. Are you down with O P P? Thank you for joining us. And now, we invite you to set your imaginations free at a load of pure BS.com.